You're listening to Comedy Central. This is Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik. You just hit the jackpot and no, I do not wish to elaborate. <laughs> My guest tonight is a comedian, actor, and get this, an improviser to boot. One of my favorite people in comedy. Thank you for being here, Nick Kroll. Thanks for having me, Anthony. Nick, I think one of the most interesting things about our dynamic mm -hmm. is that you're like the nicest guy in show business. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty much pure evil straight from hell. Mm -hmm. And yet not only are we friends, mm -hmm. but we always have a blast working together. Yes. Um, why do you think that is? And I'll tell you if you're right. <laughs> I think you're, I'm not as nice as uh, people think, and you're not as mean as people think. And so we meet somewhere in the middle there. But you are like, you're nice. Mm -hmm. not, I mean like a genuine, a genuine nice, not a fake showbiz nice. Thank you. I believe being nice to be a much easier path through life. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. I, I don't think you're rewarded for being mean to people. I mean, I've made a career out of it, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Mouth, mm -hmm. your show on Netflix yeah. is so great. What made you want to get into animation? Couple things. Andrew Goldberg, who's my partner on the show and my best friend from childhood, so I've known him since first grade, and uh, Mark Levin and Jen Flackett, who the four of us created the show, they brought me the idea about me and Andrew going through puberty, and it just kind of it made sense immediately. It just felt it was like, oh yeah, yeah. And then I think also I was had been doing the League and Kroll show. I was pretty spent. Uh, physically making those shows and also like feeling a little weird about my face constantly being on, like recognized as much. And so I think there was a little bit of like, oh, animation might be a good way to be able to make the stuff I want to make, but also not always be like so uh, physically out front on it. Cool. Let's take a look at a clip from the Valentine's Day special on Netflix. You know what we should do? Flick Nick's nips. Ow. Yeah, Jesus, no, yeah this is fun. They don't need to stop. They're having fun at his expense. That's what boys do. Boys are assholes. Guys, stop. Why are you being so mean to me? Be having a really bad day. <laughs> Nick, we were just joking around. Yeah, you're acting like a chick. I'm not acting like a chick. <laughs> He's just a boy with breasts. <laughs> Great stuff, Nick. Thank you, Anthony. Great stuff. <laughs> uh, why do you think you're so obsessed with kids going through puberty? <laughs> I mean, is it something you like can't control? Uh, I think it was, I mean, it was partly like, I hit puberty late and it, I think it really fucked me up. Uh, I think like being a late developer, being any point, I mean, puberty just kind of is such a seminal, <laughs> what's so funny to you right now? <laughs> the idea of you hitting puberty in, in college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like sophomore year, like all of a sudden being like, what is this shit on my face? <laughs> Wake up, be in class with a boner. <laughs> How would it sound like a blast? Yeah, uh, college was fun. Um, honestly, I think puberty is just such a rough time and you feel so alone when you're going through it that having a show or, and now there's a few shows that are sort of all like talking about this stuff like Pen15 and uh, sex education and, and a few other shows that are are doing a good job of talking about this stuff. And it's just, I think it's because it's fruitful. It's just like, there's stakes to it all, you know? So to sum up, it's cool and not at all weird that you make this show. 
Yeah. And the show itself is so dense with jokes. I mean, mm -hmm. every line is a joke, mm -hmm. it, which is different from, you know, the Kroll show mm -hmm. or your act. Mm -hmm. <laughs> was that, I mean, you have jokes, but it's these character pieces where you're building to something, where sure. this is just like rapid fire, yeah. almost like a, like airplane or a, or a naked gun. Yeah. Was that, did that come naturally as you were writing it? I think that's the beauty of animation is you just keep getting to pile jokes on stuff and there's so many ways to tell jokes in the just physically laying out a scene that that is harder to do in live action and you keep getting to like polish animation so like we can add another joke on top of that we can call back that and it's it's a much more yeah it's just you're you're able to keep adding and polishing in a way uh nick what was the theme of your bar mitzvah i had a world theme who cares <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick, you do both stand-up and improv. It's so rare for people to be good at both. Mm -hmm. How do you come so close to pulling it off? <laughs> oh, man. I do believe I straddle. There are so many times where I feel like it's a larger thing in my life where I'm like, ooh, why do I straddle both? Like, why do I dip my toe into improv and then I'll do improv shows and be like, fuck, man, I wish I were more like, you know, my, that muscle was warmer, you know? And the same with stand-up, where I'm like, oh, I just can't fully commit to, like, fully jumping in and engaging it. But, um, but also, you know, who fucking cares? <laughs> you know? <laughs> who cares about any of this? Not me. I just wanted to kind of slam you in a question. Yeah, 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 I figured. Nick, looking at IMDb, mm -hmm. did you know that that stands for Internet Movie Database? <laughs> I did. You did? Yeah. We used to joke around that it was called I Am Debbie. <laughs> I'll be right back with Nick Kroll, but first, please enjoy some stunning examples of timeless comedy. Uh, my last girlfriend, she was calling my penis what I thought was like a big, powerful, scary nickname. She's calling it a weapon of mass destruction. Ah, sounded cool. But I found out she was calling it that because she thought my penis was really hard to find. So they were playing Puff Daddy at the place. You guys like Puff Daddy? The last two summers, we had the West Nile virus. One day there may be a black president, but there will never be a black president named Barack Obama. We have iPods, for God's sake. We have iPods. Anybody here on MySpace? MySpace? Yeah. Right Mm-hmm. crackhead, 20 bucks is like loaning out one of your good knives to O.J. Simpson. You're never gonna see it again. Timeless was ironic, man. Yeah, I can tell. And I'm back with Good Talk. Hey, Nick Kroll, when'd you get here? I got... <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Nick, you've been doing comedy for so long. Uh, who are some of your, like, your comedic influences mm. besides the way golfers dress? <laughs> um, oh, you really wish I didn't have this button. Do you feel a button work, button up to the top works I'm for the golfer joke? I'm glad you're doing joke? it so I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I know, we wrote this joke well in advance. Yes. Not knowing what you're gonna be wearing. But you figured it would be somewhere in, the, in that vibe. I've never seen you not look like you could be carrying golf clubs. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> what if I didn't play golf, but I just carried golf clubs around with me? Like, that was my thing. Um, you know, a big one for, especially for me and Andrew, um, uh, when, when we were around this age, when we were around the, like, 13, the boys in the show, we would watch Wayne's World basically, like, every day. The movie or, the, like, the sketch on SNL? Uh, originally the sketch and then the movie. Like, I, I kind of know that, 
I'd say that might be the only movie that at one point I knew like every word to. Because um, I just also, like Dana Carvey's a big one. I'm realizing now more and more. I just heard him on uh, Howard Stern and I was like remembering like his years on SNL and how like what a fucking star oh, he yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, right. And like specifically the Wayne and Garth model of two characters who are in the same world uh, and there's like this status play at hand, like so many of my characters and things like that have, have some version of that dynamic, like Oh Hello with me and Mulaney or Publicity or Bobby Bottle Service and Peter Paparazzo or, or Rich Dicks, like all of, a lot of Kroll Show kind of functioned in some version of that duo where Wayne and Garth clearly are these two guys from the exact same world and, and, and environment and yet they have these very different like uh, status plays on it. Uh, so that was a big one for me. I love that movie. It's so funny running into Dana Carvey now. Like, I grew up the same way as you, like, I, like watching him being like, this guy's a genius, the mm -hmm. funniest person ever. And now, because he has kids who are, like, in their early 20s and getting into stand-up, he knows who we are. Like, he came yeah. up to me and wanted to shake my hand, and I was like, I can't believe this guy that I've loved my whole life, like, wants to meet me yeah. and, uh, and talk to me about his kids. Yeah, I uh, did not have that version of it with him. Uh, I approached him. He... Uh... He blew me off a couple times, and then, and then someone introduced me and said, "Danny, you should know. You should know who Nick Kroll is. He's a contemporary of Anthony Jeselnik." Yes. Um, and at which point he engaged me, and so I'm very grateful to you for that. Let's cleanse ourselves of this awkwardness right now and watch a clip from uh, the movie Wayne's World. Great, I love that movie. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he'd put on a dress and play a girl bunny? No. <laughs> no. Neither did I. I was just asking. Still holds up today. Mm -hmm. Now, you said you and Andrew, when you were younger, mm -hmm. would reenact Wayne's World. Was it like word for word? You would do the sketches or you'd make up your own? I think it was probably a combination therein. It was like we would host, um, I don't know, Anthony, if you knew this, but I'm Jewish. I don't know if you knew that about huh. me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I went to a Jewish day school, and we would, uh, Andrew and I would host, like, the Purim talent show as Wayne and Garth. Um, do you know what Purim is? I don't even know what day school is. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like, were there Jewish night schools for kids who were just too busy? Yeah. <laughs> they were already, like, selling electronics and diamonds during the day. They were doing, <laughs> they were doing elementary school at night. Um, so anyway, they, it's a Purim talent show. We hosted it. I think we did. It's like the Mad Libs of of you take like the basis of Wayne's World bits and then you replace it, you know, with like local references. You know, sure. Do you see yourself as more of a Wayne or a Garth? It really depends on the bit. Really? Yeah. I'll comfortably go through like both. Play both. Who would you say I am? <laughs> I think you're a Beta. I think you're a no. I, I'm I, Rob Lowe. You're Rob Lowe? Mm -hmm. How so? I hate both you guys, and I'm oh. going to do my best to steal Wayne's girlfriend. Yeah, Tia Carrera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Still getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, the Emmy-winning show Entourage uh -huh. aired from 2004 to 2011, the golden age of television. Oh, yeah. I assume you are familiar? Oh, yeah! <laughs> Great. We're going to play a game right now. Mm-hmm called Actual Turtle 
or turtle from Entourage. <laughs> Copy. I'm going to describe something. Mm -hmm. You tell me if I'm describing an actual turtle uh -huh. or turtle huh. from the show Entourage. Copy that. This turtle brings street smarts and an urban flavor to actor Vinny Chase and his friends and is a frequent user of marijuana. This is Turtle from Entourage. It's your boy, Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> this turtle spends its entire life at sea except to lay eggs several times every two to five years. I think that's an actual turtle. It's your girl, Sea Turtle. <laughs> I saw turtles. I met, I, I met a bunch of turtles. I saw turtles fucking. I went to the Galapagos, and I saw turtles, like old turtles fucking. And they fucked for like nine hours. Why in the hell would you bring that up now? <laughs> this turtle's diminutive size and softer than average exterior often forces it into submissive or bitch-type roles <laughs> by its more dominant peers. I think that's going to be an actual turtle. No, it's your boy, Turtle. <laughs> uh. This turtle once dated Jamie Lynn Sigler, who has since been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I'm gonna say that that's the actual turtle. No, that's a turtle, that's turtle, I don't, I'm so flustered. Um, <laughs> that is the actual turtle from Entourage, is what I wanna say. It's your boy, Turtle. <laughs> Great job, Nick. You only got one wrong, which is shocking. We'll be right back with more of two white guys telling it like it is, right after this. It's Good Talk. We're right in the middle of Good Talk. I'm Anthony Jeselnik. This is Nick Kroll, and it's too late to turn back now. Now, Nick, have you ever seen the movie Sophie's Choice? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Then you're gonna be great at this. This is just like Sophie's Choice. It's called Agree or Disagree. Okay. I'm gonna read you a statement about comedy. Great. You're gonna tell me if you agree with it or disagree with it. Sure. Just like Sophie's Choice. Great. It's amazing. <laughs> I totally zoned out during that, but I think I'll remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> agree or disagree, internet comments are helpful and worth taking time to peruse. Uh, disagree. Disagree. You've never gotten anything good out of reading the comments. I think, I, I remember years ago watching a show called Iconoclast on the Sundance mm -hmm. Channel, mm -hmm. which is ostensibly what we're doing here. You know, Robert Redford and Paul Newman interview each other. It turns out Paul Newman's cooler than Robert Redford. Mm -hmm. That is a, By a mile. Yes, correct. Yeah. So they had Maya Angelou and Dave Chappelle on an episode. Mm -hmm. And Chappelle asked Maya Angelou, how do you deal with criticism? And Maya Angelou ostensibly said, if you don't pick up the compliments, then you don't have to pick up the criticism either. Mm -hmm. And I've tried my best to live by that ethos. Like, if you don't, yeah, if you don't let what anything coming in affect you and what you're trying to do, then, then the, the negative stuff has a lot less of an effect on you. But doesn't Maya Angelou deserve all the shit she gets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Agree or disagree? Does it feel when, good when you know when you know you got it. When does that pop into your head? Like when do you know you're like, I'm gonna fucking take down my Angela in a second. Honestly, I'm so used to it. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> right. that she shouldn't have come at me. <laughs> <laughs> agree or disagree? When it comes to stand up, mm -hmm. you should just have fun up there. <laughs> See, you're telegraphing in your delivery where you stand on this. I, I have for me personally, I have to have fun up there. Uh, 
I have to, it cannot be, because I don't write jokes like you, um, part of what is interesting or charming about me is going to be seemingly that there's something happening on stage that might not happen again, that is like this moment. Whereas everybody knows that you sit alone in a dark room and write these awful thoughts. Yes. But if I am having fun, like if it's not going well, but I'm still having fun, mm -hmm. it's still a good show. Yes. But I've done shows, like two shows in a night, mm -hmm. where I hate the first crowd and I'm furious and I'm just getting through it. Yeah. And the second crowd is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just like giving me all the energy and I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. And I'll walk off stage and be like, I hated that first show, loved the second show. And someone will go, Anthony, watching you, you cannot tell the difference. Right, right. Like, your character is so locked in yes. that any joy is lost. Like, that we have no idea uh, what's going through your yeah. head. Agree or disagree, singing, dancing, or playing an instrument is cheating in stand-up comedy. Oh, I disagree. Why? Who are you trying to protect? So many people. Uh, you know you know what it was? Is I thought the question was just going to be singing, dancing, or playing music, and I was just gonna say dancing. Like, I didn't know there was gonna be more to the question. I was like, oh, I know the answer to this. And I, know, and I wasn't even agree or disagree. I just knew that I was like, my answer is dancing. Um, and then, as you finished the question, then I was like, what if I danced on stage? I'd like to dance on stage. Uh, but I've never done it because it's not uh, funny and it just makes me wanting to seem cool. You want to dance on stage? I wanna dance on stage, I wanna dance I just want to dance, Anthony. I mean, you could Ellen it up if you wanted to. Oh my God. People would love it. Would you dance? <laughs> no. When on Ellen? I don't dance at like places where people go to dance. Really? Oh yeah. If you see me dancing, call an ambulance because I am, <laughs> I am this close to alcohol poisoning. It happens, but, uh, but I am, I am dead drunk. Oh man. If you just walked into a club and saw you dancing alone to like Morrissey, mm -hmm. just like, <laughs> Like weeping on the dance floor, just kind of like swinging back and forth. Would you go into that bar? Yeah, I would fucking go to that bar and hang out. Um, uh, do I think it's cheating? What do you think? I think there are exceptions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Steve Martin played the banjo sometimes, sure. like great. Yeah. You know, he's still a great stand up. Yeah. Uh, I think that stand up, though, is a pure art form and then it should just be you and a microphone. Yeah. Uh, last one. Agree or disagree, more children should be doing stand-up. <laughs> disagree. I, I don't think more children should be doing stand-up, Anthony. Me too. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that oh, one. Oh, that's awesome. I don't think kids should be able to do any show business. Mm, what about porn? That's fine. Did somebody say D-Block? No! Well, then I guess the honor is mine. D-Block, coming up next. The talk is good. Time to wrap it up like a PSA from the 90s. Nick, I like to end every show with a segment called Make God Laugh. Okay. We talk about a comedian friend of ours who is no longer with us. Tell me about your experience with Brody Stevens. The amazing thing about Brody is he, especially when he passed away, you realized he knew every comedian, like from movie stars to like open micers, because mm -hmm. he kind of continued to do every type of show like, as we stopped doing, like, like the smaller, like, back-of-a-bar shows, he continued to do those shows. So everybody has, like, their version of, of being around him. But I met him, I don't know, probably, like, 04, something like that, first time in L.A. or 
Uh, and he's just, you just, he's kind of an immediate uh, presence. And I, I, most people know him as a stand-up. Mm -hmm. uh, I certainly didn't know he did any acting. Mm -hmm. but let's take a look at a clip uh, of Brody Stevens on Kroll Show. I'm here to get you in shape. I want to whip you up. You want to be a father? Yeah. Pushing the stroller, taking him to school, soccer practice. I'm going to make my kid proud by getting all jacked up. Get jacked up. Yeah. Let's do Let's this. Let's do this. Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Don't shoot okay, the surfboard. Don't carried go, away. You got carried away. We love you, Brody. I hope God is enjoying watching you do a bunch of push-ups right now. I'd like to thank my guest, Nick Kroll, for putting his career in my hands. Nick, you were hilarious tonight, a great friend, an even better guest. Tony Jez, thanks so much for having me. Make sure to check out season three of Big Mouth on Netflix with the Adams Family in theaters soon or now. We taped these pretty far in advance. Check your local listings or something. That's good talk. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.